Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Tipsy Tourism, the podcast where we visit top tourist attractions whilst enjoying some alcoholic beverages in an incredibly responsible manner. My name is Chelsea and I am in charge of choosing the activity. And I'm James and I'm in charge of choosing the drink off my drinks trolley. Yeah, which you don't have with you today. I haven't got it. Yeah, again, we've been out and about this series. Yeah, can't bring it with me all the time. No, not with, um, we did not pay for baggage. No, because we flew, well, I flew somewhere and we're now overseas. Yeah, I got the train and then the ferry and we are both in Dublin. Dublin. Yes, and. Hello, hello. Funnily and, oh God, don't start that. We have got Irish listeners. Hello. No, (laughs) no. Top of the moor. No. Hello. You will not be able to guess where we are going to today. Have one guess now. Yes, you're correct. We are off to the Guinness Storehouse. Yeah, we are. Very, very, very touristy. Yeah, we're going to the Guinness Storehouse. Because Guinness, um, interesting fact number one, Mm -hmm. is from Ireland. What? Yeah. They started growing it in Dublin. Growing it? Yeah. Oh, you just know there's going to be so many facts. It's grown here. This episode. In Dublin. Um. So, James... I mean, I'm really, I'm going to... The chosen drink today <laughs> Like I don't even trust you with this. Stella Artois. Shut no, up. it's not. We're having Guinness. <laughs> now, because we're not at the Guinness factory yet, mm. I haven't got, don't go mad, Irish people. I haven't got proper Guinness here. What? But I have got Guinness here. So I've not got Guinness from a, a, a barrel and from a tap <laughs> and from... The proper serving way. I've got Guinness from... A can. Guinness from a can. I think that's allowed. So, um, I bought it from the shop, but you can see here that I dropped this one. Oh, (laughs) when did you do that? It's quite substantially damaged. So, I'm going to open that one. I'm going to take one for the team. Thanks. And then you've got a glass there. Oh, we're both pouring it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. (gasps) Oh! Have you been shaking this up? Oh my god, mine fizzed and you didn't even drop this one. Right, mine's got a right head on it. Mine has on on top of the can. I haven't got it in the glass yet. Right, let me just... Oh no. Oh, I've done a horrible job of this. I've done a horrible job of this. I mean, that's that's a sad, sad Guinness. I think it looks okay. I think it. I mean, it's not as bad. I think there is a Facebook group dedicated to shit pints of Guinness. Shit I don't, London Guinness. That yeah. is in a, that's an Instagram account. Mm. I mean, see, it's nice, but it's not as smooth. Yeah, obviously, it's not going to be the best Guinness pint because it's from a can. But you also you can't really mess with that. It's nice. It's all right. Ah, I'm having a lovely time. So, so. Lovely time. What I'm going to ask you to do is, I want you to rate James's brilliant Irish accent. Top of the pops. And the best way for us to receive these scores is if you rate and review the podcast and you pop in there. Not three stars. Actually, actually, please don't. Five stars. Give the podcast five stars, but yeah. leave the rating for the accent in in the yeah. comments. Don't don't rate the podcast based on James's no, accent. No, don't. Don't do that, please. Oh, my God. James, no, three I, or two or one. I think you're getting three, two, worse. One. I think you should stop. 
A beautiful course. Right, just to get it out of your system, mm-hmm. can you do this for me? Yeah. Legendary line from the legendary Irish celeb Louis Walsh off of The X Factor. You look like a pop star. You sing like a pop star. You are a pop star. You look like a... Oh, oh no, that went a bit something else. You look like a pop star. You sing like a pop star. You sound like a pop star. You are a pop star. <laughs> Just as, as a personal little nudge from me to you. Yeah. You should never do that again. I can promise that. Oh my gosh, you are making it worse for yourself. I can't, by the way. Um, it is funny, actually, that your Irish accent is so bad because... Um, you might actually need to get a bit better because yeah. I've I've heard that you live here now. I live here in Ireland now. <laughs> I live here. Um, guess what, everyone? Uh, <laughs> I've lost my passport. Okay, come on, tell us the story. Um, so long story short is uh, <laughs> I had to travel here all by myself because I came by oh, bless you. aeroplane. And because I'm 92 and I travel on my own and have all of these documentations now for COVID, Chelsea was getting the ferry, I was getting the plane. So I, I printed everything off mm. because I'm an old lady. Yeah, you can just show everything on your phone. And I had so many bits of paper that when I went through immigration, passport control. Border force. Border force. Border control. Border control. Uh, when I went through there, um, I handed him all of the papers and my passport and he got a bit confused and took it off to his superior and came back with all the papers um, and handed me all of the A4 bits back, which, to be honest, I didn't need anymore, but he didn't hand me my passport. So now I think my passport is somewhere within Dublin Airport. And we're not stressing because we're trying to have a lovely weekend. And the truth is, of all the places for you to have not got your passport back, this is probably the best. Yeah, it's fine. Because... Well, well, it's not fine. But they said... So last night, Friday night, is when we arrived. Um, (laughs) They were like... I spoke to this police lady called Orla, and she's like, you'll have to come back to the airport and get it now because we're closed on Sunday. And And I was like, absolutely not. Nah. I was like, you're not ruining our weekend. We've only got two days here. We've only got two nights here. I'm not going to come back and spend the whole evening trying to get my passport. So I am... Passportless, so I might live in Ireland. I might live in Ireland now. So you need to work on your accent. I but think I'm doing very well. The truth is, though, that Orla said you should, you might be able to get it on Sunday. So fingers yeah. crossed for that. But if not, just as an explainer, if this happens to you, you can actually travel back on a form of ID from Ireland. However, <laughs> not with Ryanair. And who are we flying with? We're flying with. Yeah, but we could book you like a flight from with BA or Aer Lingus so you could get the ferry. Yeah. So there's, there's actually not too much stress, but it is hilarious. Aer Lingus were grand. That's who you flew with. Yeah. And obviously you're flying home with me, so we're going proper cheap. Yeah. yeah. Proper, proper cheap. Um, So, James, a lot yeah. of waffle there. Soz. Tell me about Guinness, please. Have you done any research on this? Of course I have, have obviously. You? Yeah. Go like, on. what do you want to know? I I would actually like to know what it is. I do know. Well, here's the thing, right? Mm. Guinness has got a top secret recipe. Has it? Tip top secret. Right. But I know there's only four ingredients. Well, hang on. Let me look at my can. No, don't cheat. Oh, sorry. Okay. The four ingredients are water. Easy. Barley. Mm-hmm. Hops. Mm. You love hops. And yeast. That's it. That's it. Only four bits to it. Bloody hell. Like beer, isn't it? It's like a whole food. You know when um clean living people Yeah, it's they clean say, living Guinness. Yeah, I, that it really does sound like it. No E numbers. No. It's a smoothie. They they do say though, didn't they? Like some of the first advertisement for Guinness was about how it was like a good part of your day or something. Uh there used to be an advertising thing that said Guinness is good for you. Yes. Guinness. And it is. Yeah, I think we bring that used, back. I think they used to give it to pregnant ladies. No way. I think I, I need to check that. <laughs> oh, Maybe on, we'll learn on. that. We're, we're back to James's facts, which I start think, with that. I think. <laughs> but I think it used to be used for all kinds of things. But the the strapline Guinness is good for you is definitely true. Yeah, I've seen that with my eyes. Now, do you remember the first Guinness you ever drank? Uh, the first dr- the first Guinness I ever drank. In a can was at my granddad's no, house. No, that does not count. That is not what I'm asking. Um, the first time you had a pint. 
I don't remember the first time I had a pint of it. My first one was in Ireland. Was it? But not the Republic of Ireland. My first Guinness was in Belfast. Oh. In a pub, in an absolutely beautiful, beautiful pub. God, what was it called? I think it was called something like Fibber McGee's. (laughs) It was something like, it was, if you know Belfast, it was across the way from the Europa Hotel, which is the big hotel there. And there's this amazing, very old school pub. And that was the place that had my first ever Guinness. And I thought, what a cracking place to have What did you think of it? I thought it was delicious. I thought I wasn't going to like it at all. Did you? Yeah. But it is. And to this day, I feel the same way about it. It's a surprising kind of, ah, that's really lovely. Yeah. I don't like many other stouty beers. Me neither. But there's just something really, right, this is sacrilege. People hate me for this. I really like a half of Guinness. Yeah. Okay. Just as a little, like if I'm just in a pub with mates, don't want to drink anything too fast. I love a little half of Guinness. It looks nice. It looks so, so good. It's honestly the most beautiful pint to look at. Okay, if you can't remember your first pint, can you remember the best pint? I have a feeling I know where your best pint of Guinness is. Now, I've been to Guin- I've, I've been to Dublin. <laughs> You've been to Guinness. I've been to Guinness. I've been to Dublin once before, yes. and it was here. Yes. Now, also, there is a, there is a pub in London called the Toucan. Oh, and yeah. that is a brilliant Guinness pub, and it's just off Soho Gardens. And there they do the best Guinness. That's the best Guinness I've had in London. Okay. But uh, the best Guinness I've had previously is in Dublin when I went for work. Am I right in saying it's in a pub that's owned by the family of someone you work with? Yes, it is. Yeah. So Dominic Byrne, who reads the news on the Chris Morris show and is my colleague, he's... he's Uncle owns the Burns of Galloping Green mm-hmm. just off the dual carriageway. Yeah, it's not in central Dublin. No, it's not. But they've had it in the family for like 100, 200 years or something. Um, and we had so many Guinness for Paddy's Day when we went four years ago, five years, four years ago. And it's amazing. I think it's all about the ambiance. And it was table service. And then when you want to watch something on the telly, rather than turn the lights off, they haven't got a light switch. They just take the bulbs out of the lights. (laughs) And all they served was cheese toasties, um, a cheese and tomato. Our new for 2019, whenever we went, was ham and cheese. No, it was an exceptional place to have a Guinness. And I think it is just as much about the kind of the atmosphere and who you're drinking it with as much as the pint itself. Oh, he's proper Irish. So would you like to know a little bit about the Guinness Museum? I'd love to know that. Because we've both, as we just said, we've both been to Dublin. How many times have you been? This is just my second time. Okay, I've been a few times. Show off. But no- <laughs> normally for work. So we've... we've either not had time to do tourist activities or especially with Guinness Storehouse we thought that's a bit too touristy yeah like it's peak tourist activity isn't it yeah but that is what I love about this podcast because it actually makes us do the stuff that we'd normally say no to Mm -hmm. and the truth is we shouldn't be a snob about it the reason why a lot of things are popular is because they're good yeah so I think this probably will be one of those but can I just tell you some basics? Go on. So that we've got a little bit of history going into Give me it. the basic. So the Guinness Storehouse is a brewery experience telling the tale of Ireland's famous beer with tastings and a rooftop bar. And we're going to be finding out about the process of making Guinness, the people who work there, and also the history. And would you like a little preview to the history? Yes. Do you know the name of the, the guy behind the Guinness? Arthur. Name? Yeah. Yes. Arthur. Yeah, so in 1759, at the age of 34, Arthur Guinness signed a lease for the St. James Gate Brewery in Dublin. And he leased the brewery for 9,000 years. Wow. At an annual rent of 45 quid. He knew it was going to be successful, didn't he? So 45 that- quid for 9,000 years. <laughs> So wow. that his lease doesn't end till like the year 10,759. That's thinking ahead. I will not be here then. No, no. Maybe, you know, if we have any grandchildren. Oh, Ooh, no. Oh. Move on. Moving on. So the brewery, uh, it was only four acres in size and it was totally disused when he first bought it and had very little brewing equipment. 
but he quickly built it up to be successful and by 1769 began to export his beer to England. Hello. And in the 1770s, he began brewing porter, which was a new type of English beer invented in London in 1722, which used roast barley. And that's when Arthur went, hang on, this is bloody lush. This is very successful for me. So in 1799, he stopped brewing ale altogether to just concentrate on porter alone. So that's what your Guinness is. It's a, it's a porter beer. Porter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, the descendants of Arthur Guinness ran the company up until, guess, guess when the last descendant of the Guinness family was running it? Um, oh, well, up until... 1965. Mm, close. 1986, Benjamin Guinness held chairman up until then. Uh, and fast forward, 1997, Guinness PLC merged with a big company uh, in a massive billion-pound merger, and a new company was formed called Diageo. Oh, Diageo. And them. you may have heard of Diageo because they're behind a lot of big, big like spirits and different types of drinks and things like that. And the last part in our little quick history here is that the storehouse opened in 2000, the the year 2000. The year 2000. Um, and it has had over 20 million visitors since. Wow. And that's where we're off to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so basically, we have three options as well, James. You could either, all of them are self-guided tours, which we personally like for tipsy tourism. We don't really, it's not very good to go on a tour when no, we're recording for a podcast. They don't shut up. <laughs> um, and the cheapest is that you have a pint in the brewery yard bar after. The second cheapest is you can get a stouty, which is a Guinness, where they print a selfie of your face on the top. Wow. That's 24 euros. Um, but we went for the self-guided tour and a pint in their gravity bar. Rooftop bar, 28 euros. Okay. Yeah. So that's the plan. And as always, we'll be doing five interesting things. We're on the hunt to try and find five things that we both agree on yeah. is something that is, oh, you know what, that's interesting. And I think it's not going to be difficult in, in all honesty. No. I reckon there's going to be so many to choose between yeah. when we get there. Um, so let's let's get ready. We need to finish these pints first. See um, But before we do so, we do need to do a shot. Yes, we do. Because if you sign up to a certain tier of our Patreon, we do a shout out and a shot for you. And this week, it's for f- first name Phil. Phil. Second name McCracken. No. Oh, go on. Sorry. James. That's that's Second- childish. Grow up. Very childish. And say his name properly because I like Phil. Second name is It's a Room in Your House, but I'm not going to say because GDPR. Philip Conservatory. Thank you very much. This one's for you. So, what shot are we having? We're having. Guess what we're having? Uh, vodka. New. We're continuing on the Guinness theme. Have you ever had uh, a baby Guinness? Baby oh. Guinness. Does is it, it just a mini Guinness? No. So Are we just having a shot of Guinness? We're not having a shot of Guinness because that's just a, a little mini drink. We're having... So baby Guinness is made up of um, coffee liqueur, Kahlua, Kahlua, whatever you call it, and... <laughs> Sorry, what? Kahlua, Kahlua. It's not Kahlua. 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 Uh, it's made up of coffee liqueur and Baileys, which is Irish cream. You need so, to stop that. We're going to have... We're going to lose now, listeners. top tip, because it looks it looks like Guinness, and it is actually delicious. Have you bought these shot glasses from home? Yes. Okay, I am. Like, I stand corrected that. That's actually quite but It's not liquid. You. you can't. You can put whatever you want in your hand luggage. <laughs> right, top tip when you're pouring in the uh, Baileys. Mm. Um, pour it over the back of a spoon right. and it then sits on top all nice and lovely. <laughs> oh, that's larger than life. It's a backstreet. That can be yours. Um, and there we go. Put that in there. So this is two. Look at that. Look at that. Let me I can't bloody see it. <gasps> it is it's a, a tiny little Guinness. So this is to... Phil. Phil Conservatory. Phil Conservatory. Thank you, Phil Conservatory. Cheers. Thoughts? That's absolutely delicious. Try baby Guinness. I can't recommend it enough. That is the most delicious shot I've ever had. That is so nice. 
Oh. oh my god, should we just stay here and do some more baby Guinness? Well, I've got a 70 centiliter bottle of Bailey's <laughs> to use. <coughs> <coughs> should we go? <coughs> Do you, need a li- Do you need a lie down first? <coughs> oh, my God. oh my God. Baby, and this is too Take much that for out. James. Too much for James. Should we go? <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely edit that bit out. Don't worry about it, babes. Okay. Right. Let's, Let's go. go to the Guinness factory. Woo! We have arrived. Here we are. It is like a fortress here. There's a lot of security. Pretty massive. A lot of secu- well. Yeah, a lot of security protecting the Guinness. A lot of big old gates. With um, big black gates with a furry white top, which <laughs> is just like a pint of Guinness. Oh my god! <laughs> I hadn't even put those two things together. They're so clever, aren't they? I swear to God, there is more security here than the Tower of London. Yeah, the irony. Yeah. These, um, these are Ireland's crown jewels. They, I think it really is, to be fair. And this whole area is just Guinness Central. There's nothing here but Guinness stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get ourselves in the queue. Our slot begins in three minutes. Hey, well done. We we're got on, here on time. We're on time, guys. Um, I'm proud as well. But it's quite windy in the queue, so we'll probably join you. Very blowy round the corner. Yeah, we'll join you as we get inside of the Guinness storehouse. Yeah. Off we go. Listen for the wind. So we've just been handed a blue wristband. Yeah. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? You want to go to the left-hand side? Thank you. We got given a wristband and we're asked to get our COVID vaccine passport at the ready. I got mine ready. Thank you. Section B. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we've begun. And they start by going through the four ingredients that we already know about. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? They say that they have a secret recipe. Someone must know. But how, no, but how secret must it be if there's only four ingredients? No, how you mix them and how many grams of... I know, or... but surely... I mean, when was this started? In the 1700s? 1759. Surely someone's cracked it by now. Or someone left and moved to, like, Boddington's or yeah. whatever. That's the weirdest thing, actually. Like, what colour is Guinness? Black. It's not actually black. Is it brown? It's not brown. It's a what? deep ruby red. If we put our torch, if we put our torch under it later, you'll probably actually see the redness of it come through. Are so, you actually joking? No, Barley provides the basic raw ingredients for fermentation, and the roasting of it gives Guinness its characteristic deep ruby red colour. Put, nah. your, put your phone light underneath a pint of Guinness and you'll see red. Nah, mate. Bullshit. I'm calling absolute bullshit on that. Oh, my God. I've got something that I think might be interesting. Go on. We've discussed what ingredients go into Guinness. Four ingredients. Yeah. Na- name them quick. If you've literally just seen them. Uh, hops. Yeah. Yeast. Yeah. Malt. And water. Uh, what? Yeah, okay, good. What? Is that not right? Is it malt or water? Uh, barley. I can't remember. Barley! Barley, there you go. Okay, and this is a fact about yeast. Yeast. And it's my D- favourite type of fact. Delicious. Because um, the fact begins with this. Legend has it. This is how most of my research starts. <laughs> but legend has it that the yeast used in Guinness, like today, yeah. is descended from the strain used by Arthur Guinness himself. Arthur, so they take a bit of it and then pass it down? Yeah. Plop a bit in? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that this is done to ensure consistency and that a Guinness tastes like the same as it did all those bloody years ago. Good. It's a bit like, you know how everyone got a bit obsessed? Well, if you're a middle-class wanker, you got a bit obsessed in lockdown of making your own sourdough. No, well, I didn't make sourdough, but no. go on. <laughs> is that you outing yourself as not a middle-class wanker? Yeah, uh, it's me. <laughs> um, well, it came quite a hipster thing to do, was start your own uh, sourdough. And part of that is that you have to get a starter. So you'd have to go to the local bakery and ask them for a bit of their um, dough. I, I don't really understand it. But you need a bit of a starter to make your own sourdough. Really? Right? Yeah. Well, there's certain like curries and stuff in the similar kind of thing where they, they it's 
a continuous line of a, you, a bit of that curry goes into the next mm. curry. So it's it's really old in theory. Yeah. Guinness, That's what Arthur's done. Yeah. So stuff that Guinness Arthur is made. is the same. But uh, this is a really interesting thing. And there was a safe in the, the bit that we've just left. Very noisy there, so we decided to sneak away. Um, to demonstrate the fact that it's so valuable, this strain that they have, yeah. that they keep some of it locked in the director's safe so that if anything happens to the main supply, it can they, continue. Know, they know that they've still got the strain going from all those years ago. That's cool. So um, there's bits of yeast in every Guinness today that originates from the same Guinness recipe that Arthur created back in the day. Correct. Cool. That's good, isn't it? We're having that. Yeah. Also, would you watch a film which is about the big heist of the Guinness strain from the director's yes. office? Yes. Hey, listen up, Netflix. Yeah. Or Jeff, get on and make this. The yeast will only be used for a maximum of eight subsequent brews before it becomes exhausted, and a new yeast starter will need to be propagated. Did you know that Hop House Lager is a Guinness beer? Hop House with the big 13 in Reading. Yeah, look, it's brewed with Guinness yeast and it's full of flavoured lager using all malt and more of the best hops from Australia and the USA. I did not know that. Guinness? It doesn't have the logo anywhere that oh, says no, Guinness. Hang on. It says on the bottle, St James's Gate, Dublin. Uh, I've never realised that before. No. <laughs> James. Look at the names of the hops it's got in it. Like, the hops in a Hop House 13 lager are Galaxy, Topaz and Mosaic. It's like Chris Martin from Coldplay's has labelled these hops as... I'm interested to see what that signature is. That's what I'm zooming in for. Is it Arthur Guinness? It's Arthur Guinness. Oh. So the signature in the middle of Hop House, it's like a squiggle of text is Arthur Guinness's signature. That makes so much sense. And also, if you get the bottle, the signature is engraved in the top of the bottle as well. Ah. Oh, well, you learn something new every day. Hey, this is quite cool. Um, there's a big sign here with a little fact on it. Um, and it's on this massive clock uh, where the hands are pointing to 10 a.m. And that's because every day a small team of experts taste the Guinness from every batch here at St. James's Gate to check for its quality consistency every day. At 10 a.m.? At 10 a.m. And it says at the bottom, someone's got to do it. Look at the size of that. That's what Guinness is made in. It's like a big, massive barrel vat thing. Okay. And that will hold, like, Millions of pints. Oh, so they only, taste, they only taste tests from one of those. Yeah, and they go, <laughs> that tastes proper, delicious, that can go on the lorry. You'd like that job? Yeah. What a great job. How much do you reckon they get paid for that? Not enough, if you ask me. You don't know? I it don't could, know. It could be like 100k. Might just get paid in Guinness. Are you vying for a, for a point there? Yeah. That is interesting. Wonderful. Good. James, I've just seen as well that the expert tasters, they have to also taste uh, Guinness samples that are sent in from around the world. What? To double, yeah, I just saw it on a video. It's just to um, make sure that the taste of Guinness is good wherever you go, not just here it's in Ireland. It's the same everywhere. Yeah. Ooh, get us train. Get us boats. What the hell? They have their own boats. So there's lots of models of boats. I think this is what, this is like in the olden days, what they would cart Guinness around the world in. I know. They literally, they had their own ships. Yeah, they weren't like paying for cargo on other ships. They had Guinness ships. There's one here called Lady Patricia, and then there's a massive one here called HSS Guinness. Guinness McGuinness face. Guinness McGuinness face. Oh my God, so. I got the ferry to Dublin yesterday and James flew. Yeah. And mine was like three and a half hour crossing versus your one hour flight. Yeah. But I shouldn't have anything to complain about because in good weather, the crossing from Dublin to London in the 1930s took up to 60 hours. Bloody hell. <laughs> so next time you're on the ferry to Dublin thinking this is taking too long, 
It's a lot better than it used to be. 60 hours? No, thank you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Just met a very lovely man. You were lovely, but you made us feel a bit ashamed actually because he told us how to properly drink a pint. A pint of Guinness. A pint of Guinness. And I'm going to put it out there. I've been doing it wrong. I've done it wrong. I've not I can't understood it. it. I can't believe it. So the rule is that beautiful, creamy white top. Creamy top. You, the, the aim is not to drink that. Even though it's right there in your face. The dream is to get underneath it. Cream in your face, you gotta go under the cream. You gotta go under the cream, and what you should be looking for at the end of your pint is for the foam top to be there at the end. Yeah. That is how you drink. That so is the why... foam, the, the foam just drops all the way to the bottom. Yeah. And that is why you see people with, you know, like foamy mustaches. A foamy tash. That means they've drank it correctly. They're the experts. And we're the pure Guinness amateurs of that yeah. at this point. Yeah, we are. You also said that there was an advert, I think it was a good, like over 10 years ago, but they recreated the funeral of Arthur Guinness. Why is it that we always drink the head of a pint of Guinness last? Well, we didn't always. You see the day Arthur Guinness was buried, Dublin came to a standstill. And in it, the priest. The last shall be the first, and the first shall be the last. Yeah, he said in the advert, the strapline that they used was, the last shall be the first, and the first shall be the last. Amen. So that should be your mantra when you're drinking a pint of Guinness next time. The last shall be the first, and the first shall be the last. That's really, I like that. I really like that. That's going to change the way I drink Guinness forever. Yeah, just drink the black stuff. Yeah. And keep the, the, the final bit you drink should be the foam. Yeah, basically, if, if you've got none of the foam left at the end, you're an amateur. It's still edible, though. He's not saying that, he's just keep it there. No, I know, but if it's there and you're in Dublin and they see it, they're going to be like, you're a tourist. <laughs> you absolute tourist. Trick. Um, interesting. Interesting. Oh, do you know what? As a little bonus, he also said something else. Oh, Brucey, yeah. Brucey, yeah, this yeah. is a little, little nugget to add on. He showed, can we, we said to him, talk to us, what's interesting about Guinness that you may not learn from reading the signs in here. Yeah. And he showed us to this little bottle, which we would 100% have walked past. Yeah, it was had he not pointed it out. Bloody tiny. Yeah. It was this cracked bottle. Yeah. It was probably about 
uh, five, four, five inches tall. Like the size of a hand sanitizer that you take with you. Yeah, it's tiny and it was all cracked with a stupid brown label. <laughs> and you could barely see it, but it's actually a pretty good historical piece. It's an amazing historical piece. It was um, found when they found Tutankhamun's tomb. Tutankhamun, that Egyptian guy. Yeah, in the 1920s. When these Egyptian things are buried, uh, yeah. people, they're not things. <laughs> Don't say that, that's rude. That is very rude. Um, when they're buried, they're buried with things that they love and want to take to the next life. Yeah. And in Tutankhamun's uh, cask, is that what it's called? Yeah. Was... Tomb. Tomb was some tiny grains. And they were like, what the hell are these? Yeah. And they did loads of testing on it. And they discovered that this was barley. Because ultimately, they worked out from it that they wanted beer in his afterlife. Yeah. He obviously was a massive fan of the old beer, wasn't he, Toon? So they sent it for testing. Um, were bloody delighted when they found out it was barley. And then, because Guinness was like an expert for... Barley. Barley. Um, it was sent up here for further testing and dating. Yeah, and they dated it. It's like over 3,000 years old so, at this yeah. point. And you would completely walk past and not realise. No. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Bloody great. Very interesting. And that's the museum done. Now on to the bit that I'm very excited about. It's the bit we've been waiting for. As part of your ticket, uh, you get to sample some of the Guinness from the home of Guinness. We, we went full whack, we went for the best one. Yeah, so, 28, 28 euros, which gives us access to the gravity bar. Yes. Gravity. Which I believe has got good views over Dublin as well. I think it's on the eighth floor. Jesus. Ooh, gravity bar this way. And we're looking out at St. Patrick's Tower. You can see all the different parts of the Guinness factory. Look in there. Oh, That's yeah. where it gets fermented. Basically, we're just looking out across how many buildings Guinness have here, which is well, so look, at the, look at the barrel store. Oh my God, there's just stacks and stacks and stacks of barrels to our left. All right, should we, should we go, go get, get a pint? Pint time. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. The beers have arrived. It looks so beautiful. Beers have Put it down. No, you've, oh. got to, you've got to wait. Why? You've got to let it settle, because it's, look, you've got to make it uh, so the bubbles. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I actually know something about this. Go on. So apparently, pouring a Guinness, it's a six-step art form, and it requires, like, the perfect amount of time to let it rest. Yeah. Is one minute, 59.5 seconds. I mean, well, one minute, 59.5. Yeah. They could just say two minutes. No, no, you've got to be specific for the perfect pint. Well, it's nearly there because we're basically waiting for all of the bubbles to stop rising up. Yeah, and to be fair, they did take a while to bring the pint. I did almost think, come on, why are they yeah. taking so long? But it's probably because they were making us a perfect little pint here. Also, can I do one other thing real quickly? I'm yeah? going to shine my torch underneath it and <gasps> see if it's red. If it's red. Look at it. Mm, I think it's still quite brown. There's <laughs> a clip. Oh, it's red. It has got a bit of a ruby. Okay, I see. Yes, actually. You're right. It's red. It is ruby red. I've been told. Guinness is red. I take it all back. I said um, you were bullshitting, but fair enough. So, are you ready to yes. do, do the traditional Irish tradition? I don't know if this isn't a traditional Irish thing, yes, but it it's is. certainly something that we always do when we drink a pint, which is. Split the G. It's a game in which. In your first sip of a pine... It's more of a gulp than a sip. You've got to... Where have you got to get to? So it's called splitting the G, and it only works in a traditional Guinness glass. Um, and you've got the harp logo and then the word Guinness. Yeah. And you have to split the G in the middle of the G where the... What's that bit of a G called? The little ledge. The little ledge on the G. You have to get the black of the drink where the line forms with the foam. Yeah. Right on the G of yeah. the G, yeah. splitting the G. And Therefore, we're always trying to get 
try and play it. Chelsea's going to have a go now. Okay. And I'm going to film it, and then I'm immediately going to have a go, and closest wins. What I will just flag. Yeah. There's no way that we can play Split the G and also drink the Guinness in the way that we've been told to. Well, we'll just give so it a go. So we need to get another Guinness later to yeah, try yeah. it in the correct fashion. Yeah, okay. okay. Right, filming. Oh my God, I always forget how much it is. Okay, it's a lot. Shove it in. Off she goes. How close is she going to be? Oh, a bit of chin dribble. Oh no. <gasps> <laughs> I smashed it. I actually smashed it. Okay. Did I do it? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so chuffed with myself. Oh the fact that, that was on video, right, it's your turn now. I can't <laughs> believe I did that. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh my god. Right, James, you'll go. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. He's going for it. Oh, quick little gulps. Will it be enough? Will he do it? Oh, you absolutely. You've done so badly there. I've overcooked it. He's drank so much, he was so thirsty, that it's even below the G. <laughs> that is the worst attempt I've ever bloody seen. I haven't even underlined it. No. I knew that final gulp was the mistake. Too much. So uh, who's the victor? Well, it's me. Side I by won. side. I was playing, actually, foam the G. Right. So I was trying to get the top of the foam on the G. So there we go. There we go. Is it that we always drink the head of a pint of Guinness last? Well, we didn't always. You see the day. You can buy a can of uh, Guinness in the shop for two yeah. euro fifty. Not chilled. And I actually have an interesting thing to share with you about the can. Five hundred milliliters. Okay, I feel like you'll know the first part of this. Uh huh. Do you know what's in one of these? A little, so, a little ball. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what is it called? It's called. Ah, oh, it's a really short one-syllable name. It's not, but... It's not. It's a two-syllable name. I forgot. It's a widget. Yes. You knew that, widget. didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So the point of the widget is that when you open up the can, yeah. it will allow it to release a small amount of beer and nitrogen, which is trapped inside the widget, and that creates that famous creamy head that you'd expect to have if you got it from the beer. From the beer? From the, <laughs> from the from pump. From the pump. Yeah, exactly. So that's the point of it, yeah? So that's but, what a widget does. Yeah. yeah. And more than one can has a widget in. It does, yeah. but in particular, this one yeah. is a supreme piece of technology. And do you want to know why? Tell me why. Because in 1991, mm. it won the Queen's Award for Technology. Guess what it beat. Guess it what, what it beat that year. 1999, so it was 1991. 1991? Yeah. Ooh, Something the... in 1990, because I know that that's the date of the other thing that you'll be like flummoxed to hear that this beat it. The video recorder. The internet. The internet. Really <laughs> you said the internet. Yeah. So the widget was classed as more technologically advanced than the internet. Yeah, I nearly said the internet. Is it? That's yeah. Quite, that's good. Isn't that great? So it won an award, the Queen's Award. The for... Queen's Award for technology was the widget in a Guinness. Wow. Yeah. That's good. You yeah. can have that. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. We're in the Harbour Bar. It's an Irish bar staff, Irish local customers, and a real Irish pub, it says on the beer mat. <laughs> yeah, but the real reason we're here is also printed on this coaster. It's, it's the <laughs> closest pub to the famous Guinness Brewery. I bet they make quite a lot. And people uh, leave and are like, oh, I fancy another Guinness. Family ran since 92. That's I'm, what I like. It hasn't got the same <laughs> emphasis as the, the 17. What's the date of the Guinness? 17. 59. Not quite as impressive as that, but 1992, you know, they're coming close to 30 years. Come on, lads. So, oh, go on. very important. Uh-huh. Because we split the G last time. Yeah. I feel like we really need to drink it properly this time. Y yes. So, as we raise it to our mouths, we need to make sure we are going for that ruby nectar rather than the foamy top. So, no creamy head, yeah. just, just the black stuff. Correct. Right, go on, give it a go. All right. I'm going to make sure I'm watching you. This is touching the tash. That's it. Oh, your nose is fully in it. That's a yes. 
James has got bits of foamy white stuff dripping from his nose. You've got the full tash. Oh my God, let oh, me take a photo. so tickly. Let me, look at me. Well Christ. done. Well mm -hmm. done. How, how was that for you? Lovely. Yeah? A bit of wastage, I'm not going to lie. Well, well, it's like you knew what I was going to say. I've got an interesting thing for you. Go on. More than 160,000 pints of Guinness are lost every year in facial hair. Are they? Yeah. How many? 160k. 160,000? Yeah. What the fuck? But it goes to prove that people are drinking it correctly. Yeah. So Wait, fair dues. That's dues. a lot, though. Hey, after this podcast, it might go up another, like, three. Yeah, because people are... Yeah. Yeah, I will so, drink it properly now. So actually, we are contributing to Guinness waste. That is, um, it is quite difficult. The further you go down, the easier it gets. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let me give it a go. It might get stuck in my moustache. To be fair, I've got, probably got a stronger yeah. one than you. Plat yours. Right. <laughs> Yummy. Yummy cream. There you go. Oh, uh, there she is. Come on, take a photo. Oh, Christ. You know, get on to Instagram, Tipsy Tourism. Stay. So, do you want to know what that amounts to in pounds? Yeah. It's actually got it here in dollars, uh, but it's $536,000 of, of wastage. Wasted killers. That was all based on a study in 2000, yeah? Yeah. And basically, scientists discovered that 0.56 millimetres of Guinness is trapped in a beard or moustache with every sip. And it takes about 10 sips to finish a pint on average. It doesn't shouldn't take that many. Well, um, and... Also, uh, this is not a fact, but I've heard that a Guinness should be finished in four gulps. We all have a mate who drinks a pint in a ridiculously few gulps. Yeah. But apparently 10 is the average. Um, is and yeah, an estimate in 92,000 Guinness consumers every year in the UK have facial hair, so that's how they worked it out. Yeah. I'm one. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, we can have that. That is another dingy ding. It's not just another, it's the final dingy ding. Oh, we're sorted. Yeah. So, cheers to that. Let's go. Yes. Love you, bye. Oh. Back. We are back. With, Once again. With a can which I purchased from the Guinness storehouse. Look at that. So do, do with we With the think... widget in it. Yeah. It's better than the internet, which is how you found this. Do you think this is going to taste more delicious than the can we had before? Uh, yeah, because it's from the factory. Mm. Yeah, okay. Pass me your glass, please. Fresher. I don't uh, trust you, no offence. I'll pour you one. Oh, listen Ooh. to that. Oh, oh. I've got to say, literally zero head. <laughs> Why has they got zero head in it? Where the fuck's the head? Oh, no, it's forming a it's little. It's forming, it's coming. Here it, it is. is. It's it? just... You always get it eventually. Yeah, that's There you I go. Oh, oh, that's, that's why. why. Um... That's why. It's at the bottom. It's at the bloody bottom. That's what the widget's for. That's We're idiots. It is. You're such idiots. Honest Never doubt. God. You will always get it. Right. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Drinking it properly. What a lovely drop. I right. Are you do you even I, have any Irish descendants? I live here now. <laughs> um I actually don't know. You probably do because you're English and white. <laughs> I I am English and I am white. Yeah. So does that is that the well, is that the, the defining criteria of going, yes, you're Irish? Well, I kind of feel like most Brits have got some kind of you uh Irish descendant no ancestry. I forgot I've had a few Guinness, I'm sorry. Ancestry. Um for example I do. So my mum's side of the family are Walshers. That's a Walsh so, that's an Irish name. Yeah. So my mum's family are Irish. So I am like really quickly into my family history mm. i bet you are what what are your grandparents um oh well, bet... robinson's not a irish name i don't think i don't know go on what give, give grandma lupton no, a, give call. Grandma a call i bet should you we do call, should we call grandma lupton on the yeah. podcast <gasps> yeah does she There's listen Hey, well, we, we showed her how to listen but i bet she hasn't listened no should but I call her? she'll Just have to listen if she's bloody on, on it Shall I read it now? Yeah. 
Will she pick up? Yeah, she will. I speak to her like every every other day. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> How are you? I've got a really quick question. Yeah. Now, oh, Chelsea's here with me now. We're just talking about um, family history. Come on. Family history. Oh, family history. Right, yeah. yeah. Now, do we have any Irish in our blood? Not that... Um, no, maybe... Granddad would know that. Some of his... His mum's relations... Some relation to them were Irish, I think. So not your not, side, not, but... None of, nobody that I know. So not your side, but maybe Granddad's side. Maybe. Can you ask him? Yeah, shall I put him on and tell you? Because I don't know exactly. Just a sec. Yeah, go on. That's a good. Hey, grandson. Hello. Hello, it's me. Really quick one. Me and Chelsea are just chatting about family history. Hi. Are we Irish from your side in any way? No. No. <laughs> No Irish in your side at all. Um, there was uh, a man from Ireland, but it wasn't related. He, he never uh, married. I don't think. Right. Okay. So we're not. Yeah, we're... There's no. Uh, no. There's no. Nobody from Ireland now. All right. So I'm fully English. Yeah. 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 All right. That's all. Well, that's all, that's all we were chatting about. Chelsea's here. Hello. You're right, Colin. Irish, you know. <laughs> I, I am Irish. I am Irish. So I was wondering if James was as well. How come, I, how come you're Irish then? So my mum. So I'm Welsh. My mum's English, and my granddad's Irish. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, right. yeah. That's the only reason I'm with James is English. We needed the full set. <laughs> it's a cocktail. Oh, so you're half Irish, you man. <laughs> never. And I'm not. Who knew? I thought I was a little bit, but no. never mind. No, no, you're okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you're a thoroughbred. <laughs> I am a thoroughbred. There, there we, we go. go. I'll put my back on. Thank you. See you again now. Well, that's it. Sorry, we just wanted to call see if we were Irish. But why? Just for the podcast. All right. No, we're not. We're, 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 not, we're hey, not Irish. Hey, I just want to check. Have you listened to any of the podcasts yet? <laughs> I haven't, no. Why? I haven't got into them yet. Wow. I, didn't, I kept saying how to get into them and, and I forgot what you said I had to do. Well, you can have a surprise series, <laughs> series two, episode six. I've heard bits of them, mind. Okay. Well, I hope it's not this bit. This bit. I know, exactly. <laughs> Right. So you're taping this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <I thought>. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Okay, see you then. See you later. Bye. 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 So you're a you're a thoroughbred English so, man. Two things we learnt there. <laughs> I'm a thoroughbred and my grandma doesn't listen to the podcast. Um I actually am a bit gutted. Yeah. Well, maybe I have got time before Christmas, actually. Go on. Um, I want to get you on those DNA and me kits. Oh. Whatever. Because imagine if you are actually 100% English. Yeah. Like, I hate to say this, but it's probably not the best. Like, you want a bit of something in there. I thought I would be a little bit. What, 100% English? No, no, no. I thought there'd be a bit of something else. Yeah. I mean, it's just a bit boring, isn't it, to be 100% of oh, something? Thoroughbred. <laughs> Select... Year upon year, generation upon generation. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, my no. non-existent Irish accent. Yeah, and you have zero reason, more than ever, to never use that accent again. Please. Um. By the way... Yeah? You know, we spoke about um that lovely chap that gave us those extra facts. Yes. Do you know what he gave me? He gave you a little sneaky gift. He did. And he said, don't tell anyone. And I said, I won't. And in my head, I was like, I'll just tell everyone who listens to the podcast. <laughs> everyone here. But it's a tiny, it's a tiny, tiny, mini Guinness glass. It looks, it's genuinely lovely. <gasps> Do you know what look lush in that? 
Baileys. A baby Guinness. Go on, serve yeah, me Yeah, go up. on. Do you want another Guinness? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. That would look so lovely. good in that. Uh, basically, before COVID times, you get to a tasting room and that's where they teach you how to drink a Guinness properly and you get, they pour into these tiny little baby Guinness glasses and you get to try that. And I'm pretty sure you do get to keep them in the past. Um, but I fawned over the little baby Guinness glass so much that a guy was like, do you want it? And I was like, yes, I do. Love myself a freebie. Going to drink baby Guinness from that all evening long. So hand it back over. Top tip, use a spoon and it doesn't separate. Yeah, I mean, it has a little bit, but don't worry. There we go. You've already said that, but sure. I know. People, you There's, know, sometimes it doesn't go in unless you, you say it twice. You say things twice. Yeah. Use a spoon right. and it doesn't separate. Yum, yum, yum. I'm sipping it. I'm not shotting it because it's in a tiny Guinness glass. And it's stuck in your tash. I bloody love it. Right, so, oh, should we find out what, do you, what, we, what did you think? Yeah, we should. <laughs> what did you think? Uh... James, you can tell, normally doesn't ask these questions. Yeah. Because that's not the first one we ask. Oh, do you? did you have fun? Right, this is, right, this is a man who works in radio and I understands know, formats. I know, but see, the thing is, after you've been on the booze all day, <laughs> that's not normally what happens at work. Believe it or not, that's not normally what happens. That's true. Um, so did you have fun? I did have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we... You know, we got together five interesting things, but I would say I probably learned about 50 interesting things. There's so much in that building. And that's what I quite like about this podcast, and we do always try to do this, to not spoil it for people. Yeah. Like, you get a little taster, but if you were to go, we haven't... Spoiler! Spo- we haven't spoiled it at Arthur all Arthur Guinness has died. What? What? I've ruined that part for you. You are the worst. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun because you know me. I like I like my history, and I like it when there's a good when there's good production value. Yes. And they really had that. They spent the monies. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I did have fun. Loads in there. Mm-hmm. Lots of things to do and learn, and I have genuinely learned a lot about booze. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. You know, really, really needed going forward in this life. Yes. Um, what was your favorite part? Mine. My favourite part was the building in the middle. It's all glass. It's like a big round glass thing. Mm. And it's the shape of a Guinness glass. And that's my favourite bit of the building. Yeah, it was. Of, of the whole thing. It's, was, it's a very cool six, seven, eight floor tower. Beautiful, beautiful building. It was, a, you know, really, really nice to be able to explore that. My favourite part was absolutely killing you and splitting the G. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I like, love that. But also, in general, the fact that we were able to sit down, actually have a Guinness, overlooking Dublin. It's a really nice view. Yeah, really well done. Very nice double gravity bar view. Yeah, loved it a lot. Um, what do you say needs improvement? Well, it's difficult, actually, during COVID because we didn't see it to its full effect. Yeah. So I would have liked to have seen the tasting bit that we walked through when you got your freebie glass. Mm-hmm. Um. But apart from that, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because your favourite thing links into my needs improvement. So because there's a big hole in the middle of the building. Yeah, there's a big hole. It means that there's a lot of sound. A lot. Like the sound just gets everywhere. Oh, okay. Which is fine. I mean, what... I mean, most people aren't recording a podcast, so they don't if really you're care. Coming, yeah, if you're coming to record a podcast, acoustically challenging. It is. Um, but Boring! I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not bringing it up for that reason. Yawn! I'm bringing it up because... No one cares! It's Christmas time, and they had a singer in the shop, but you could hear the singing at every point yeah. of the building. And I'm just going to say, I mean, maybe I'm getting a bit geeky You said she sounds fucking dreadful. (laughs) That's what you said at one point. Right. I thought she sounded brilliant. Okay, but let me explain this. Yeah. She, the singer... What's her name? What was her name? Joyce. Joyce. Joyce was a brilliant singer. Yes, she was. Do you know what the problem was? What? Whatever sound kit they gave her... Oh, you're having to go to the sound man now, are you? I bloody am. It was a horrible sound. Sound man, that's, old woman. That's what, oh yeah, It was sorry. a woman actually. Sorry, sound person. Yeah, she was um, called Janice. <laughs> Janice and Joyce. Yeah, they were the sound crew. Yeah. Um, it just, it was um, very ambient. 
but it was it was too much for me. When I wanted to be learning about Bali, I didn't want to be hearing the dulcet tones of Mariah Carey. And it was relentless. Like that poor, poor singer did not have a break and we were there for nearly three hours. Yeah. Justice for Joyce. <laughs> yeah. Joyce needs a better sound kit. She is still and she singing. Needs a break. She hasn't had a break. She's still going now. And they're going to keep her going up until Boxing Day. <laughs> Um, but I think if you're there outside the Christmas season, I'm sure they probably don't have any music at all, so not an issue. Uh, I mean, did you enjoy the singing? I did enjoy the singing. See, I did so enjoy the singing. It's just me. It's just me being really, really grumpy. Um, do you think it was worth it? I think, what, we, what did we pay? 28 euros. Mm-hmm. I think with a booking fee, it was actually 30. Was it? Mm. Um It's, well, we spent a good few hours there. It's on the pricier side of things, yeah. but... Um, it's super high in demand, so they can command that. Like yeah. even, I don't know whether it's reduced at the minute, but like when we were turning up and leaving, uh, there were people outside who thought they could just walk up on the day. So don't walk up on the day, book in advance. I mean, it is the weekend. Yeah, it is. So peak times and all that. Yeah. But do book ahead. I think you definitely need to do that. I think it was quite pricey. Yeah. I think it's okay, though, because as I said before, Production value very high. It is. Um, but it's a one-off thing. You do it once, you never have to do it again. Yeah. You don't need to revisit. Tick that box. Yeah. So, marks out of 10, what are you saying? I'm going to give it a 7.25. Why? Because that's what I'm scoring it. Why? Why are you being awkward? Not. Well, fortunately, well, it still makes it a bit decimal pointy. I'm going to give it a 7. Oh, that means a 7.125. That's it. Is the overall score. Yeah. All right. That I feel like that's done pretty well. For me, for me, the creme de la creme of tourist attractions are when they're really good, which this was. Yeah. But really good value too, mm-hmm. which I feel like this was fine for value. Fine for value. But I don't get into the eights good until, on ex- until go- it's like a cheap, cheap deal. Good on experience. Yeah. And... Um, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. As always, please rate and review. Yeah, especially on Apple. Yeah. A written review on Apple's great. Yeah, if you uh, go to the page with all the episodes listed, you keep on scrolling down, keep on scroll, 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 scroll. Find the bit with the stars, tap on five. Please. You can write a review as well. Thanks. Thank you so, so much for listening, and we will speak to you in the next one. See you in the next one. Bye. Whoa. Whoa. Hold your horses. Stop them. Before you go, we do need to update you. Yeah. On something, which is that we have decided to take a two-week break over Christmas. 14 days. We are sorry. Uh, but the truth is that we've been trying to stay in so that we don't catch COVID like have the rest you heard of London. There is a pandemic going along. Yeah. We're not a news uh, podcast, as it were. No. But we're that- giving you this news now that there is a pandemic. I think that's breaking. Breaking news. Yeah. It's called Omnicron. <laughs> God, I'm very glad this isn't a news podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, but essentially, it's been a bit difficult to get out and about to tourist attractions. Um, we're trying to stay safe so that we can go back to yeah. my family's for Christmas. Two weeks off. Yeah, so we're having two weeks. But if you are a Patreon, uh, we will be posting something for you. Yeah. We, we may have an episode that never quite aired. Yeah. That we're going to talk you through. Yeah. yeah. And we some... couldn't use the audio from it. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have some usable audio from it. Um, and yeah, there'll be some general drinking at home that we'll share with you as well. Yeah. But otherwise, we will speak to you in the new year. So please look after yourself. Have a lovely Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, have a lovely... Holiday. Festive season. Is that a good way to say it? Happy December. Have a lovely end of December and we cannot wait to do more tipsy tourism in 2022. Yeah. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 